And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through Friday. On the Athletic Podcast Network. Coming up on today's Basket Buds on the Athletic MBA Show. It's the playoffs. We're going over every series. It's the second round. You're getting Bucks Heat. You're getting Raptors Celtics. You're getting Clippers Nuggets. And you're getting Lakers Rockets. So strap in. It's time for the show. Bruh. New York strip steak. This is the basketball buds. Braised beef short ribs. Dang. With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writers. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. Welcome to the Basket Buds edition of the Athletic NBA Show here on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Dave DeFore, Trevon Edwards, Wazni Lambre, the cultural anthropologist, Jay King. And we've got Andrew Schleck producing the show this week. And guys, oh man, I was ready to just unleash. I've got sound bites. You know, I've got I've got quotes. I've got clips. I was just I was going to because now it's not going to make sense, right? I can't wait till next Sunday. Oh, it makes sense. I can't wait till next Sunday. Oh, it makes sense. You know what I was going to do? I was going to start the pod, and then for 10 minutes, I was just going to walk around my apartment, not be on microphone, and just scream. Just scream. Just, you know, things about them doubting me. I can't believe I was mocked. I can't believe I was scoffed because Jay, especially you, Trey was reserved, although he did say he usually tunes me out when I start talking. But Trey was reserved. (laughs) Dave was questioning but you, Jay King, were outright mocking I went hard. my trust in the Miami Heat. What say you now? I went hard. I was obnoxious. And I spent this entire week <laughs> thinking about how insufferable you were going <laughs> to be in this podcast. It was the first three games were just awful for for the Bucks, for me. <laughs> <laughs> for anyone From who hates Zach Harper, it was for the thousands of people. A br- it was just a brutal, brutal run, and I, I, I overrated the Bucks. I underrated the Heat. Mike Budenholzer, what the hell are you doing, man? Playing Giannis and Middleton 34, 35 minutes. Well, that's the ceiling in a must-win that's the game. You know, 35, 36 minutes what is pushing it. What are you doing? <laughs> and I, I, Chris Middleton played 48 minutes today. He had to. Yeah. And, oh, he he was really fatigued down the stretch, too, shooting people's faces <laughs> off. <laughs> right. <laughs> just, just, just a poor, poor showing. And I, I, I've batted back against some of the Bucks' hate because – they lost to the champions last year. They lost to Kawhi Leonard. They're obviously not a perfect do team, it, but I, about, I gave them the benefit of the doubt. The heat and those those guys just didn't deserve it, man. They didn't deserve it. Budenholzer, ugh, ugh. You know, 
they could come back from this 3-0 deficit and win this series, go on, get to the final. I'm going to doubt them in every single playoff series, even if they did that. Yeah. I just, I have no, they, this series should be over. So this is, this is the interesting thing. Trey, I've been curious because before the bubble, I did say, I was like, look, because there's no home court, because there's no travel anything, we could see the first 03 comeback in NBA history, right? Like I really like I thought I thought that for a second, and then I thought I thought better of it because I thought, well, if someone's down 03, you're just one night away from going back home, and you get to see your family and your friends and your girl and all that stuff again, right? And so, why would you try? Why would you give your, your effort? And then the first couple minutes of of game one, you know, Giannis had like 18 points and I don't know. 30 seconds of play like he was just he was he looked he was great. the only one fighting for yep. a bit yeah he looked he looked incredible and then he obviously he re-injures the ankle he screams um he shoots the free throws he gets out out of the game and, and never comes back but Trey like I didn't expect the Bucks to put up this kind of fight especially once Giannis went down uh, they're still an NBA basketball team and a lot a lot hidden goes along with this this is the thing that you have to factor in they quit on him Kiss, kiss him goodbye now. Pack his bags for him. Right now, Giannis is a very emotional guy. He treats that as they have my back. They played hard. They didn't quit. They gave us another chance. You know what I mean? They're my brothers in the foxhole. You know what I mean? And he has a, he has a good relationship with them. I think that outside, outside narratives have been created and, and sending him to all these other teams. But he really likes Milwaukee like a lot. Um, I know he's made kind of statements about, you know, not liking big cities or what, whatever like that. And that doesn't really play into mine. But like now it's kind of like that whole unfinished business. And we don't give the Bucks a fair assessment to grow as a team. They've only been good for two years. That's the thing. You know, what I mean, we treat them like it's in the Clippers and they've been good for five years and just peaked. And it's like, oh, they had their shot. Glad these guys are out of the way. And it's like, mm, no. Most of these Eastern Conference teams, when LeBron left, had a new opportunity to, you know, kind of show their stuff. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I do think that the reason they have such a, a shorter, you know, rope essentially is because because of the impending free agency next year, right? Or whenever whenever that's going to end. And they're old. Well, I don't even know if it's old. Thing. Like, because Giannis is 25. Like, you can put a bunch of dudes around Giannis for a long time in theory and be okay. Yeah, but- most of those guys that are quote-unquote old are kind of on expiring deals or like not really kind of coming back like that. You know what I mean? And and they don't really use Lopez and them like crazy over usage as they should. Like, I mean, when he's not making shots, he's not making shots. Like he was pissed. He got taken off the floor. Robin Lopez didn't even suit up. He was wearing some retro shorts and some flip flops. So, you know, um, <laughs> they do have to kind of shop around and see what they can get. Obviously Malcolm Bragdon was too expensive. And he wanted out anyway, so um, they need to go after a guy like Bradley Bill or, you know, a, a legit two guard to help them out. You know, where they can have a, a three head front. Well, th- let's just let's just be honest about this whole thing. They knew the problems that they had. They didn't address them. They just banked on talent. Which, by the way, I'm guilty of saying, oh yeah, the talent probably is going to win. And then they they meet a team that is built like it's designed to just destroy what they do, and they didn't have a counterpunch, despite winning game four. You know, like they kind of got lucky to be in that position. I still don't really think that was a foul it on Drogic uh, under the basket on, on DiVincenzo. So, you know, they're lucky to have pulled away one game, and all of the flaws that, that 
they had last season just reared their ugly head in this series. They they don't have athletic role players, which you need, you know, and it seems like Miami has all of them. So they lack in talent, but they've got guys who can at least put pressure on you, put pressure on the ball. And then, you know, and I'm very guilty of this. I didn't trust the Miami rookies at all because I just typically don't Tyler trust Hero's rookies. Amazing, but apparently, Tyler Hero can – This is he insane. Just has stones. Hey, yeah, I don't get it. Like, well, I can't wrap well, my I head mean, around that. These rookies all, playing like this. It's but There's no crowd. Like, uh, Well, th- and there you yeah, go. Well, that helps, right? Is he technically really a rookie still? Hero? Yeah. I mean, at, because, this point, at this point, he's been in the league nine years the, because of the pandemic. But Well, yeah, I'm just saying the bubble pauses. Right. That gives guys a whole nother breath of fresh air because they're getting that experience of actually like, all right, this is what it is. Because in real life, no, he would have probably still had the jitters. He had a chance to get better and work on his game for four months. <laughs> and I don't think too many rookies get that huge gap. You know what I'm saying? So you have to credit that and put a you know a half a point five on that, um, but yeah, he definitely made some big shots. You know what I'm saying? Like he, I mean he, his game is modeled behind Devin Booker, and I I, I see something close to it. You know what I'm saying? As far as like how he go how he how he goes about his shot selection and stuff like that. But he has a lot to 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 learn, and not being mm-hmm. a main guy is going to be tremendous in his development because he can be a third, fourth guy and just come in and do what he does. And they have so many guys. Like, I was just looking at their depth throughout this series more so about how many guys could get off. You know, like, obviously, Zoran, I mean, I mean, it's not Zoran. Goran hasn't been, like, (laughs) um, you know, consistent all season. But then he just wakes up when he wants to and just do some stuff like that. And then you got Jimmy where he can go a fourth quarter and not score. And Duncan Robinson or Jay Crowder or whoever it may be, Bam Adebayo, hell, even Kelly Olynyk could give you like ten points. They're really, I think, depth is key in the bubble right now. Let, let me swing it back to the Bucks real quick because th- swing this it is back to the Bucks. I, I think it's important that that we talk this out because what we saw after Giannis went down. First of all, I didn't think they had a chance once he went down. He put up nineteen points in eleven minutes. He he looked like he was on a mission, right? We were even talking in our group chat. This guy might might punch someone before the game is over. That's how he looked, you know, fired up. Did you just and quote yourself they, from the group chat? I didn't say that. Somebody in the group chat said it. <laughs> I, I that no that too deep. Uh, but then we get to see. Okay, here's what happens when Giannis isn't on the court. Look at how their their offense mixed it up a little bit. Guys were being more aggressive when they got the ball. Why won't Bud? Put Giannis in, like, have him as a role man more often and let these other guys do some stuff. And then that way, Giannis is like not a secondary creator, but he's not your only creator. You've got other guys doing stuff, other people are a threat. I don't get it. Yeah. And I, you said something earlier that, that really, I think, hit the, the biggest point with the Bucks. They didn't have a counterpunch. And, I know that everybody gets at Budenholzer for his lack of playoff adjustments, and I, I think that's warranted. But I think it's also worth noting that so many of these other teams, every other team that's still alive in the Eastern Conference playoffs, they're not making adjustments. They're doing things they did throughout the season. Right. Those coaches are tinkering. Those coaches are – Nick Nurse is throwing out box of Nick ones. Nurse, Nick zones, Nurse played the triangle in two stuff. yesterday. Like I mean, yeah, but they do they do that 
they do that stuff all throughout the season. That stuff is effective because they drill it, because they play it, because they're used to it. The Bucks, and you might lose five extra games during, or maybe even ten extra games during the regular season because you're working through stuff and trying it out. But the truth is, we just have seen it too many times in the playoffs. When you get to the playoffs, you've got to have the counterpunch. Then you got to have a, something else to go to, right? Like if that's not working, and they. They just don't do that. And I do think part of it is they don't ha- – their roster is kind of limiting. Like, they don't have that guy who just – other than Giannis, who breaks you down. They don't have that – like, Middleton will shoot incredible. He's an incredible shot maker, but he's not going to, like, break down your defense. And so I do think there's there's a limitation on the roster in, in some ways. But the, the lack of flexibility that they show in their play style is just – it's it's bad. You know, the thing it's that bad. actually caught yeah. my eye today was they go up by eight. I think it was 92 to 100. And you're thinking to yourself, all right, this is kind of it. It's over. And lo and behold, for the first time in the series, they string together a bunch of stops on possessions when they needed to. And for me, and I've been saying this the entire bubble, their defense has just been so underwhelming since they got to Orlando. Like, we, we all thought this was going to be a team mm-hmm. that could get big stops and big moments, and they just straight up haven't been able to against the Heat. You know, like, nobody's accusing the Heat yeah. of being, like, the seven seconds or less Suns or anything like that. Like, this is a nice offensive team, but they're not some offensive juggernaut, and the Bucks just could not stop them. And finally today, um, when they came roaring back, they strung together a bunch of stops and down the stretch. They got shots. Um, I mean, excuse me, they got stopped. Some of that was Miami just missing shots finally. You know, Jay Crowder was freaking five of seven from three at one point. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Finished six of 12. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Goron was one of nine on the game. Like, Goron's been on fire. Yeah. And so some he of it was the heat missing drop. shots, but yeah. it was like, it was nice to finally see Milwaukee look like a top tier defense that the top, the type of defense that we thought they were. I, I think that's a great point because. Even though Miami can destroy drop coverage, which we've seen already in this series, right? Like the way that they cut, the way they set those back screens. I mean, it, it's kind of designed for that. If the Bucks drop coverage was at the level that it was in in like January, February, then maybe this is like 2-2 right now. Maybe it's 3-1 Bucks. But what they were doing, like their drop coverage was really bad. Yeah, and, and this was the by far the best defense during the regular season. Like, they were laps ahead of everyone else in defense during the regular season, but it just doesn't translate. It, it hasn't didn't translate last year against Toronto. Fred Van Vliet, I mean, he, he, he launched his career off that series, and, and now it, it's not working against Miami. Fred's either. about to make $80 so, million dollars off that series. He's really no, good. No, he's, he's really good. Uh, don't think you're getting out of an annoying reaction for me once this thing's over. <laughs> I'm just not going to take what, a victory uh, lap before you. the victory is complete because right. then just, that would be used against me in the court of law game. that I can't. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, it'll be an Instagram video or something. You know, it'll be something. I, I know this is not going to happen, but what if the Bucks came back? Did then, they just come back? Then it'll be us. <laughs> It'll be us taking the victory. Yeah, I mean, at the, would you? We still have to, like, make fun of, of them, right? No, I wouldn't. Yeah. They're down three. They're down three one in the second round against the fifth seed, bro. Like, it's like, come on, (laughs) man. Like, that's insane, dude. Like, this team was so much better than everybody during the regular season, and it's not to harp on 
I mean, I guess we kind of do have mm. to harp on. But, but Zach, I mean, Waz, but you have to think about it. Every quote unquote good team that they ran into outside of the Lakers early on, they got cracked. Mm. They was getting cracked by by quote unquote good teams. And before they before they went into the bubble, they was like that. Actually, coronavirus saved their ass. Because when you really think about Giannis it, they was hurt. Scared. Yeah, they were on a Giannis skid. was hurt. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Bledsoe was hurt. Like, you yeah. can go down the line. Like, they didn't come into this. And then, obviously, going in here, they haven't been great in the bubble either. So, it wasn't like, oh, you're supposed to blow them out of the water. Like, they really just kind of hit that wall and kept sliding. So, like, now, although they made it out of the first round, you know, with Giannis being out, man, and if they did, quote-unquote, win some games and make this close, like if we did get a game seven dramatically, um, I don't know. Didn't the Bucks, I, I know too much emotion to down, out of it. Didn't the Bucks go down 0-3 a few years ago to the Bulls and they forced like a game six? I could see that, yeah, because they were very young, yeah. though. They were coached by Jason Kidd. Yeah, the thing true. is, it's just like, you know, you factor all this in and – they're still they're still trying to figure this out. When we talk about their drop coverage and pick and roll, that's a great defense for mm-hmm. the regular season. When you get to play the Kings and the Knicks and right. yeah. and all of these other crappy teams all the time, right? But the best teams, they're able to make adjustments based on their matchups, right? Like if I'm playing against Steph Curry. I'm not gonna play a drop defense. The straight like because that's not going to work. That's going to be death for me. I don't like, and it's it feels like we're beating a dead horse in this boot and holes of thing, but they don't. Like, and you can Right. But there's more to it than that. Like, too. Dead like, deer. like, just think about what you said. Doesn't play around yep. with with different lineups, doesn't play around your with team different is offensive down, looks. Your team is down. You don't think DJ and hey. you're playing your two best players 34 minutes like I know Mike D'Antoni watching that. Right. Like, you must would be an out your monkey ass like, mind, bro. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> would an athlete like DJ Wilson affect this series for the Bucks? I think that, like, that yeah, would be they'd a be useful guy right to have. Now, heading back to Milwaukee. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, but but you know what I mean? Just having the option of, of having another. I mean, he's better than Marvin Williams playing no. defense. No, no. No, because Marvin yes. at least knows what to do. Yes. DJ Wilson has no idea. What but they to do. still have him go. They still have him dropping. So I'd rather have the guy that can actually get up and affect. No, I'll take uh, the guy that look. can take a charge. But like it's, I, I gotta agree. I I don't get why they won't. Why they just won't do simple switching. It, it's so easy. Well, when they to, did, when they did that, you don't need to go and have this huge did practice. That, um, second quarter, like Heat offense just stagnated. Like Butler couldn't solve it. Kendrick right. Nunn couldn't solve it. Uh, by the way, we are due for a big fourth quarter from Jimmy Butler in Game Five. Game One, he almost outscored the Bucks on his own in the fourth quarter. Game Three, he did outscore the Bucks on his own in the, in the fourth quarter. So Game Five, uh, this should be a pretty epic collapse if just based on how the series has gone so far. <laughs> you know, Jimmy Butler likes football. You know, also likes football. DraftKings, everybody, football's finally back. It's time to celebrate with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports that has millions of reasons why you should be excited to kick off the football season. DraftKings is giving new users a free shot at $1 million as the top prize, with a total of $3 million up for grab for this Thursday's football contest. Getting in on Thursday night's single-game showdown is easy. All you have to do is download the DraftKings app using the promo code Maze, that's M-A-Y-S. Draft six players for the season opener. Stay under the salary cap. 
See how your team stacks up against competition. Head to the app and start making it rain right now. New users who sign up today on DraftKings using the code MAZE will receive a free shot at that $1 million prize with your first deposit. And for a limited time, again, $1 million prize, $3 million in total prizes. Don't miss this extra special week one bonus with that promo code MAZE, M-A-Y-S. It's a $5 minimum deposit. That's required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Get in on the action and make some money. Speaking of making money, I don't know. League's got to be making a little bit of money now that the Celtics and the Raptors are 2-2, right? There's got to be something. Somewhat, somewhat of a transition. Yeah. Are the Celtics in trouble? Um, well, so according to Fred Van Vliet to Sam Amick, after game three, Celtics fucked up. That's what he said. He said they <laughs> fucked up. Letting the Raptors get back into this. That OG uh, shot was... It was a great shot. Jalen Brown had a great contest yep. on that. No. No? No. <laughs> Jay is saying he lost no, his man in the first place. That. And so to give him credit for the great contest yeah, you, is kind of... <laughs> you, you, you can't leave someone wide open enough that even a great hustle play can't get you there. On the last play when only a three can beat you. And so... And, and game four for the Celtics was... Just why you don't let the end of game three happen, because sometimes you're going to go seven for 35 from deep, especially against a Raptors defense that is so tough and so flexible and so versatile. And so, yeah, they fucked up. I mean, he still made him alter the shot a little bit. That's not his normal shooting motion. No, I don't remember when they changed uh, the point seven catch and shoot rule, but I'm sitting there and I'm I'm looking at the point five and I'm like, oh man, there's no way, unless they threw it to the opposite side of the court and somehow got an open look, which no way Boston the, would give the, that up. The mistake that I think they made is putting Taco Fall in. I don't I like. I get it. He's tall. It's cute, and right? I get it. Kyle Lowry's not, but that's not a difficult play like that pass is amazing i don't want to discount the pass but like to find mm-hmm. the ball around this dude who's like seven five as opposed to a guy who would normally be six ten like that's not a huge right. difference in just making it that was- pass and so i considering the inbounder can't get the ball back and have time to shoot i just didn't understand guarding the inbound and and i talked to a few people and they said no you absolutely guard the inbound there um and they're and they're smarter basketball mm-hmm. people than i am so I, I guess I have to trust him on that. I just don't like the strategy. I'd rather have someone playing free safety. Free safety, yeah. yeah it, I, I feel that. I think it really mattered that it was in the bubble and not a place with a yeah. crowd. Like That was one of the instances where Lowry was able to move back several feet beyond where he would be in a normal NBA stadium. And And I'm not sure the Celtics accounted for that enough when they decided to put Taco in there because in a normal situation – it's going to be really tough to throw a pass, cross court pass, seventy feet or however many feet it was, probably not that long, to on the money, so that the shooter can shoot it with 0.5 seconds left. But by Lowry being able to move back, it wasn't nearly as much of a hindrance as it would have been. And he threw a perfect pass. Yeah, it was a great pass. Yeah, he really did. I mean, OG had a perfect catch. I mean, I, it was insane. I really couldn't couldn't believe. Okay, they so then that game off. four. Um, Pascal Siakam gets going, not from three-point range, but he gets going. Um, Marcus Smart is a pumpkin again when it comes to three-point shooting. These three for his last 15 or something like that. And Jalen Brown struggled. He struggled with foul trouble, and I think that helped Pascal get going. 
and then um, he just couldn't make shots. That's where the Celtics' lack of depth really, really showed, and maybe that's where the Gordon Hayward absence really showed, but it felt like they just needed somebody else. Yeah. Well, I mean, and Jay, correct me if I'm wrong, but like Kemba getting into foul trouble is really where they needed Gordon Hayward. Yeah, uh, the non-Kemba minutes have been bad for them this whole series. Because they're not playing Carson Hayward Edwards. Helps out so much I've been with saying that. this. <laughs> that is, that is <laughs> Well, they want it to be fair. <laughs> but yeah, and I think the way that the Raptors help and the way that they fly off of non-threats, like Shimmy Ojale, the Celtics put him out there partly to space the floor because he's actually one of their better bench shooters, but he can't make a play. And so he's going to make, you know, 36% of his threes, but he's not going to punish them when, when they fly by, like he's not going to break them down. And so they're okay with that. And I think it really, it's really mattered that Hayward hasn't been there the way that the Celtics offense has, has bogged down. I think, I mean, they need Kemba, Tatum and Jalen to drive the majority of their offense, at least on nights when Marcus Smart isn't going to make five straight three-pointers in the fourth quarter. So there's not much margin for error for their top guys. It is a fun series. It's just a grimy series, though. Both these teams are just having so much trouble scoring that I'm I'm enjoying it. And, you know, you got to love the innovation, right? Like, sometimes it gets too cute when you're throwing in Taco Fall, like, first sweat that he's breaking in the playoffs on the most important possession of the game. But like Zach said, uh, Nick Nurse is throwing out triangle and twos. Like, it's just dope to watch these coaches. College coaches don't even (laughs) Right. That's like, it's... It's, it's, again, it's the opposite of what's happening over with Milwaukee, right? Like, it's dudes just trying to come up with ways to win. You know what else is opposite? The Raptors have basically decided that Lowry and Van Vliet are not going to sit ever. And I I think that's been a big part of the series. I think that will continue to be a big part of the series. They need those guys on the court, but they also need those guys to do everything, like everything. And I I think their durability has been really, really impressive the last few games while they're playing all those minutes. I'm I'm curious to see whether they can do it for seven games because they're playing like 45, 46 minutes apiece. It's insane. Well, if there's a criticism of of Nick Nurse, it's that his half court offense is just not very great. What the? And you know, having an average half court offense in the playoffs usually doesn't bode well for you. Well, I mean, Wazir must us. We don't really have anybody to go to. <laughs> I mean, well, right. Don't. It's tough. Like it, yeah. they don't, man. As much as we love Pascal and we love Fred. I love Fred Van Vliet, but when he's not making his threes, you know he's not finishing at the cup. Lowry at this point is like, if he doesn't get those ridiculous foul-seeking behavior type of calls, he's not scoring on you. Um, It's tough for them. to. to, to, They're grinding out every single possession at this point, especially. And the thing is, Boston is a great defense. You know, like if they were playing perhaps the Mm -hmm. Nuggets, (laughs) you know, maybe it wouldn't be so much – so much of a big deal, but they're playing against a stout defense. Is just this is just what it's going to be. So where do we think this goes? Like Trey, what, what's your what's your read on on Celtics Raptors? I'm still Raptors in seven. I like my I like my oh. uh, my call on that. Um, like Fred VanVleet was actually right and got a chance to you know get their groove back, get their footing. Um, they need to find a way. I think. I'm not sure who it was, but 
just Pascal Siakam getting his confidence back. You know what I mean? Like he got a play where he blew by Kimball Walker and then did the same thing to Marcus Smart. And he has to believe that, you know, he's being so timid and, and, you know, he's taking three point shots. He needs to get to the basket and more mid range and try to get to the line and get it going. Um, and, you know, if, if Lowry can continue to score and, and Fran Van Vliet, I think they're okay. You know, I mean, just not asking for a while. It's just going to be a team effort. You know, I mean, a bunch of guys yeah. haven't been contributing. They've been shooting bad. But they got the Celtics right where they want them. I mean, pretty much. They don't, I don't think they always considered themselves being a better team. This is probably the best matchup out of all the second round. Um, that kind of evens out with no injuries, no, no excuses involved. It's just teams just kind of doing what they do. And they, they're both defending each other well. So um, I'm not I'm not I'm not too crazy about it because like Jason Tatum like he can either get it going or he can go five for eighteen you know so um, those are the situations that you see and clearly Marcus Smart sometimes he steps up you got to think about like the, the games that they really won he, Marcus Smart played amazing and if he's not playing well and other guys aren't contributing as much then we got us we got us a series the the, the thing is that Boston's issues the last two games have not been defense it's been offense that's it yep and and they nearly won the one game they had to you know obviously og hits a big shot but it's all about their offense and this was a really good offense this year i just think they'll regress to the mean and and probably win the next two games boston in six i i would guess Ooh, the defor is that a defor guarantee no, no, because if I'd guaranteed so, it, it would be, you know, somehow Toronto in five. It's not DeForsight? Lord have mercy. No. no. What happened, um, once? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me the Celtics, man. Like, I, I'm, I'm a sucker for. Really? Wow. Yeah. They, they can I'm just score. For They're shot just really good. The playoffs, and I mean, Toronto. Like they, have, they have two guys who are shot makers. Toronto's half court um, limits. Toronto just doesn't. Yep. And, 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 you know. Going seven for thirty five, like I gotta think they can get that to twelve for thirty five. No love for Van Vliet. I love yeah. Van Vliet. I love Van Vliet. When God the jumper's dang, falling, as a beautiful. shot maker, no. When the when the when the pull up is falling, it's beautiful. But when it's not, it's like he's not gonna just break a he, dude down one on one. Hey, he's he's made he's made enough for me to believe. I'll say that. Yeah, I, I got that. I've got Raptors in seven too. Like I I think the Raptors. I think I had Raptors in six when it started. Now I I think it'll be seven. I think they'll change. They'll trade the next two. And then, um, and then game seven, I, I just think that cliched championship medal will show through and they'll be able to eke one out. But Jay, what's like the, I guess, what's the biggest adjustment that Boston needs to make? Uh, one variable I'm interested in seeing unfold is the Robert Williams minutes. Cause he's been really good. And I think Marcus Gasol just isn't athletic enough anymore to, to help and then recover to Robert Williams. I wouldn't be totally shocked if Brad Stevens starts Robert Williams in game five to get that Gasol matchup because Williams can struggle with the pick and pop against Tabaka, but I, I think they their offense kind of needs a pick-me-up right now. And, and Robert Williams, to me, his finishing, the way he attacks the basket, Tice hasn't really finished well in this series because the, the Raptors just fly around and they give a lot of help, but Robert Williams just dunks, jumps over people and dunks it. And I, I actually think that could be – they've got to figure out a way to get him minutes in advantageous situations, and I think starting him might be that way. 
Is that a wild, wild, wild? To say that Robert Williams is the difference maker, is the is X the factor, difference maker in a playoff series in 2020. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not calling. Uh, I'm the pretty sure. Maker. Hang on. Shout out to now, Jay. I'm pretty a, sure. A believer of the Time Lord. I like Time Lord though. He's solid, but I'm. I don't go that hard. I'm pretty sure Jay and I had this exact conversation, where the conversation eventually wound up with the Celtics ceiling being very much about Rob Williams because. The, the one glaring issue that they have is, you know, they're small in the middle. And Robert Williams, with his athleticism, right, I'm changing is a game changer for them. I'm shaving off a game. This is, this is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the first time Ennis Cantor has been to the Eastern Conference playoffs, uh, which is kind of in- incredible. Obviously, he didn't make it because there are no Knicks allowed. Just like with Manscaped, no Knicks. No Knicks on your nads, guys. With the Lawnmower 3.0, it's the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Waz, I know you're in on this. I know you're all about the wireless, waterproof, ceramic blade, skin safe technology of the Lawnmower 3.0. Version 3 is incredible. Um, no cleanup required because, like you said, it's waterproof and you can do it in the shower, which is my mm-hmm. special place. You actually put me onto that, Zach. Changed my balls for the better. And I just, I just love the ease of use. No nicks, no cuts. You don't want cuts down there, guys. Like, and this is just so easy to use, self-explanatory, beautifully clean, close shave. You're just gonna look like a baby. It's great. Yeah. Plus, they got the Shears 2.0 luxury four-piece nail kit, guys. You know, I type a lot. My hands are very important to me, but I don't take care of them until I got the Shears 2.0 luxury four piece nail kit now i got those rounded scissor points i've got those slash tip tweezers the fingernail clippers and this is the key okay this is what has unlocked my comfort with my hands the nail file and it's not it's not like super grit and it's not a low amount of grit like maybe a timberwolves team right it's medium grit it's the it's the goldilocks of grit on this nail file and now i can just kind of smooth everything out it's the best thing you can possibly do plus you can get the boxers you can get the the ball deodorant, you can get the the spray on tone, you can get all that stuff. You get 20% off plus free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. That's THEATHLETIC20 promo code for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. From the moose to the caboose, take your grooming game to the next level. Speaking of next level, let's go to the Clippers and the Nuggets I was on the radio Sunday night with Amin Al Hassan doing the post game, or Saturday night uh, with Amin Al Hassan doing the post game show after the Nuggets just took apart the Clippers. And Amin had a great observation of this Clippers team where they look like a pickup team that just met five minutes ago. Like that's how they're playing. They did. But aren't but aren't they though? I mean, they really did. <laughs> like, are b- they? Because everybody was in and out of the lineup the entire season, and then the bubble starts, and they got to work Lou Will back, and then of course Montrez had the had the tragedy. Montrez didn't in his get family, there until the playoffs. Came, like they haven't been this whole. They traded they traded for Marcus Morris, like, and they didn't bring Reggie Jackson, and he's getting rotational minutes. Like they haven't been this group. For any extended period of time all season. So it's it's kind of understandable, you know? Or nah. <laughs> I mean, like this, like they've at least gotten like 20-ish games together. If we're not talking Reggie Jackson. Right? I just feel like, I don't know. Yeah, I, they yeah. just haven't played together that much. I mean, I think Waz kind of laid it all out there. And so it is funny that a team that's, that was this good during the regular season 
managed to win that many games looking like this for most of the year. Between that and just being too cool for school, that's, where they were acting like that's a, you know the, that's the third a year they that, were defending that is, the title. As somebody who's that's a Doc Rivers special, who's, baby, who's been around the team all year, like that is a confident bordering on arrogant group over there. Like they just it, know it they're going to win the championship no matter what this season. That's kind of been their attitude all year long. This is a Kawhi thing though, right? Not him influence, but them just going, shit, we got Kawhi. How are we going to lose this thing? <laughs> right. Like, and, and you saw it because last night he couldn't, right. or Saturday night he couldn't get going. Right. And, and then they, like they, had, they got cooked. Being. Right. Yeah. And they got cooked because of it. Um, but like, I, I yeah. got to think that's just a belief in we have Kawhi, so we'll be fine. He'll he'll save the day if if we don't have it. Um, and I, I man, it's it's funny because there are a lot of people who don't like this Clippers team, and I keep wondering why. But I, then I realize I just love Kawhi so much that I'm letting that blind me from all the other people on the roster I shouldn't like. <laughs> and I think that's I think that's all it is because I see this I'm like how do you guys not like the Clippers and I'm like all oh, right I just like Kawhi they're in, they're I in I don't even care about group, these other guys yeah. like they are that they do like they act like they've won the title it's amazing they, they really do they have the biggest swings from one game to the next of any team like, I'll watch them one game and be like that that team is definitely gonna win a title then the next I'll be like yeah they're gonna get it stomped out of the second round so i i do think that things will be tougher for Kawhi in this series he's not playing against smaller wings anymore it's like yeah jimmy grant great against him grant grant is mm-hmm. long what is he six nine he's athletic and so they have some bigger wings who can at least make him a little more uncomfortable obviously that he doesn't really get affected by by too much but I do think the the matchups on Denver are just just a a little tougher, probably a lot tougher than it was for him in, in that first round series against Dallas. But and Denver's defense isn't good, no. but like the way that he'll attack them, they can handle not handle, but like they'll they'll do better against him than they will against a Donovan Mitchell. The, the Denver isn't a good defense, but with Gary Harris and. But when Paul Millsap looks like he did in game two, they can at least not get destroyed like they did against Utah. Yeah, Harris is a big deal for them. Well, especially if he's hitting yeah. shots too. Because that's when it that's when it really matters. Cause well, you can't count on that. Yeah, no, like I know that. I mean, can't he, count it's been a while that. since he was a consistent shooter, but, but um But yeah. I do think like if if that part is back as well, um I look he's a good defender, but I also just think that the Clippers will solve it. I think the Clippers will be will be fine. Oh, yeah. Um, I do wonder though. I mean, we kind of felt like this, Trey. We kind of felt like this about the Clippers. Not that they were in danger necessarily, but after they lost to, you know, to Dallas a little bit, like we kind of like, oh no, the Clippers. And I do feel like it's just going to be their team that believes they can flip the switch. And I think the only team that can hurt them in the West if they try to flip the switch on them. Um, and not take it seriously as the Lakers. Like, I don't think this Denver team can legitimately put them in danger unless an injury happens. Well, Zach, it's just overreaction every series with any team that has a higher seed. <laughs> At this point, you drop one, it's just like, oh, man, you better watch out. Um, I, I had I had Denver getting two out of this, regardless of when or, or, or how late or how early of a series it was going to be. But I do see the Clippers clawing out of this, and – 
you know, I'm glad that Denver didn't actually lay down because you don't. I mean, all those sweeps are cool and funny and stuff like that. You don't, you don't want that. You don't want that. I, I'd rather see guys, you know, because that's why we complain about matchups. We like, well, we hate this other team and we don't like this other team, but we prefer this matchup. Right. And at least they're competing at the end of the day. And yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to jump the gun and say Lakers, Clippers, and all that other stuff. I'm just going one game at a time. But as long as the series is good and they compete, it it, it looks good for me. But, you know, Denver's not going to lay down, especially with uh, Gary Harris finally deciding to show up. You yeah. know, he was he was no man. He was, like, out of the bubble. He was there, but physically, mentally, not there, you know. So, um, at the end of the day, like, they, they have tons of talent, too. You can't sleep on them. They, they deserve to be where they are. They got there for a reason. And they figured it out. But I think as high as the scale is, no matter who it is, Giannis, LeBron, Kawhi, their quote-unquote bad games are crazy. Like, people was like, oh, he had a bad game. And it's like, well, you look down the line, that's actually a good game for an average player, you know? So right. expectations are high. And I think Kawhi, to be, he's such a perfectionist in how he goes about things. I think he'll be able to fine-tune some stuff. And he probably was kicking himself for a couple of things that he did and, and couldn't stop. You know what I mean? Like, shit. Uh, Denver had 43 in the first quarter. I don't see the Clippers doing that again, giving that up. Yeah, and Not after me. they smacked them around the first game, you know that Denver doesn't have this team's respect or attention. Like, that's just... That's just kind of how it goes. It's like this team is not going to actually challenge us. So I'm not surprised they came out in game two and was like, eh, whatever. We'll figure out how to beat these guys while giving it our C-level effort, you know. But I I don't think they'll have much trouble. It wouldn't surprise me if they won the next three games pretty handily. Dave, like we were were tweeting about this the other night to each other. I think you asked me, and this was after game one, right, where the Clippers just laid them out after the first quarter. And you asked mm-hmm. me if I thought they would sweep. And my answer was like, no, because I don't because I mean, why hasn't I've seen this team up close all year? Like this Clippers team does not lock in. They just don't like they yeah. don't and they don't feel any urgency at all. Even it, like it was one thing to not feel urgency in the in the regular season. But now it is the playoffs, right? Like not that I think Denver could find a way unless Kawhi got hurt to like even if Paul George went down, I would still believe that the Clippers Same. would win the series. Um, but. But it's like, it's just, it is maddening to watch this team. I'm like, could you guys just give a shit for the rest of this month? Like, just a, just a month. Give us a month of giving a shit just to see what it looks like. I just want to see what that basketball looks I'd like. I'd love to see what it looked like. Yeah. If they would just lock in and play basketball for the next, I don't know, what, what, how many wins do they need to win a title? 12, just, yeah. You know, or just run the table. Point, yeah. Show us that you can do it. Um, you know, we know Kawhi can do it. And, and, you know, that's the funny thing about this is that uh, this game isn't nearly as lopsided if the most consistent player in the league right. doesn't have a way off. Night, I mean, and plus they know? have all that practice they can fall back on. No, I'm just, oh, yeah. I mean, look. <laughs> Doc's golf game is so good. Do they right have now. golf on the campus? I'm sure he's fine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he's got like a simulator or right. something. Right? He's got to do that. Oh, they got oh, golf. They got golf? Okay. They got golf. So is anyone anyone worried about an, an upset here? Anyone think an upset might happen? No. I, I'm doing I'm, – I'm, no. I have this running no. game on Twitter every time somebody loses. Like I just tweeted, are the Heat in trouble? <laughs> so I, I did that last night and people thought I was serious about the Clippers. But no, I'm not, man. I, I think they're going to kill this team. 
Uh, maybe it'll make a great story someday if the Nuggets uh, if the Nuggets do pull off the upset, which you could tell. Thanks to Artifact. Oh my God, today's show is sponsored by Artifact. It sets you up with one of their professional interviewers to capture stories about important things, people in your life, stories, whatever you want. Think about it like a podcast about whatever you want it to be. They can capture family history with parents, grandparents, any of that stuff. Talked about friends and family as a birthday, wedding, anniversary gift, both about how they've made a difference in your life and share some hilarious stories. And when you're ready to make an artifact on your own, use the code... What's that code? NBA. Use the code NBA, guys. And use the code NBA at heyartifact.com. You're going to get $40 off. That's heyartifact.com. Use the code NBA, just like the league that you're following this, you know, the Athletic NBA show, NBA, National Basketball Association. It's just NBA. You get 40 bucks off Artifact right there. All right. Uh, it's a little weird because we're recording this one on a Sunday before game two of Rockets Lakers. So maybe the Lakers evened it up. Maybe the Rockets went up 2-0 in a, in a very commanding way, in a very uh, Miami Heat-esque way, Jay. You know, maybe, that, maybe that's what's happened by the time everyone's listening so to this. Don't bring that up again. Uh, by the time everyone's listening <laughs> to this, maybe the, the Rockets are the new Heat. Who knows? Right. Who knows? I don't know what's going on. But based on game one and based on the idea that the Lakers, we do know they're not going to change their starting lineup going into game two. They're going to stay big. And we heard from Chris Haynes that Anthony Davis is willing to play the center position. Against the Rockets. Breaking news! <laughs> so, Waz, um, <laughs> this Lakers team, uh, there are some warts. Obviously, yeah. you know, Alex Caruso was the third leading scorer for them in game one. and No shock, they, they got beat. Right. Um, but what do you think about just kind of the, the strategy of this series? Like, do you think the Lakers should go big, remain big against this Rockets team? Or should they kind of conform a little bit and hope that they their athleticism when going small is better just because they have eight. I think they just got to run this shit. Um, just run your stuff. Stop with the AD isolation against P.J. Brown from 19 feet away. That's, that's not offense. That's not what y'all been doing all season. Run your stuff and, you know, play as normal as you can. I think that's the trick about the Rockets is that they trick people into thinking they should do Things that they haven't been doing all season long and the Lakers played into that. And part of how I know some of this is them not running their stuff and some of it is effort. It's like the Rockets basically blew this game open when James Harden was on the bench. And I'm just like, all right, the, the Lakers are fucking around. Like as, as even if you love the Rockets, you know the best version of this team doesn't have James Harden on the freaking bench, right? And so I think it, it reminded me of the Portland game one where the Lakers sort of sleepwalk through it. It reminded me of a lot of LeBron game ones where he's just like, nah, whatever, doing my cool guy act, not going to really try and put the pedal to the metal, blah, blah, blah. But I think they'll be fine as long as they... What does he yes, call it, a feel-out yes, game? Yes, I mean, but, yo, if you remember 2012 against Oklahoma City, they lost about like 10 and they came out of the game. They were like, nah, we were kind of just figuring out what they did, and they won the next four games. Like, it happens a lot with LeBron, like, where they do this whole, all right, we're just going to lollygag for a game or a half or whatever. Uh, I think they'll, you'll see a better effort tonight. Um, yeah. Well, and they're probably going to shoot better. Man, I'm calling this a Lakers the, win. They that, win the Kobe jerseys. Watch out. Yeah, to, to me, they have to do a better job of attacking, like – like Waz said, you you can't have the post-ups against P.J. Tucker. Like Those aren't going anywhere. Even though it's Anthony Davis, even though it's a dude a lot shorter than Anthony Davis, that's what the Rockets want. 
And, but to me, like this series for the Lakers, they need to make it grimy. Their defense needs to lead the way because their offense, man, is just, just not very good. Uh, they'll make more shots. It's terrible. It's just yeah. they have two of the most inc- impressive offensive players in the league, but they, it it's just garbage. Like it's a bad offense. Yeah, but they so you they know, have to. I want to push back, Jay. I want to push back on the no post up thing. You can post up, but post up LeBron. Like Ooh, they've just like stopped that. doing that, and he's. Uh, I mean, an insanely efficient post-up player. And this is a series where you could actually take advantage of that that matchup and even invert him and Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis can hit the three. Have him on the outside, right? Like, I... I mean, I just don't understand why, you know, why you're not going to attack them. If you're going to try to attack a mismatch, why not use the best mismatch you've got? Yeah, and that's to yeah. me, that's that's sign number one when you Sounds know that they, they haven't done the break class in case of emergency stuff with LeBron when he's not posting. In fact, he had this one post right. up against P.J. Tucker where he shot the ball backwards. Like, he didn't turn around to shoot the rock. He just, he just shot it over his head. <laughs> And I was, was like, disgusting. what the fuck is going on? That was god awful. That really that's was that's the move you like, put on like a, when you when you playing one on one with your kids. Yes. Right, exactly. One I didn't one. understand I didn't understand like, that at all. Um and I, I'm truly, truly trying to understand the concept. I know the Rockets right now are using Chris Clemens as the imitator to be LeBron in practice, which is kind of funny. Um but that's hilarious you know the same the same way dave said like i mean it just all depends man i I like i like the way pj tucker's playing you know russell westbrook's fired up and if james can this series is better than what it what it what people are saying and making it out to be yeah you know and i I agree that that. that's the thing you know everybody's like oh they ain't got no big man and it's like okay that's dead we're not doing that anymore but LeBron can't pack it in on some plays. Guys can't miss shots like that. You know what I mean? Like, if they play, you know, Anthony Davis and LeBron get their points and they do all the other stuff and the other team just kind of, I mean, like, in, and the supporting cast packs it in, you know, that, that's the thing. The Rockets live and die by three. So when they shooting the threes and they're making them, if they're missing them, the Lakers can blow them out by like 30. So I, I'm not really rolling with the whole great defense thing. I do think that the Rockets are playing good defense, but I'm not going to just praise them and make them just like the ultimate lockdown team as everybody else is doing right now. Um, and I don't like that we're giving LeBron the whole fill-out game thing either. No, just go dominate, lose. man. Just like – Yeah, it's just, like, it's just, he's it's just too, too good much strategy to, for that, yeah. for him to be laying off on that. You know what I mean? Like just if you quote-unquote need rest or you're – if you're built different as he as he claims to be, then just take care of these guys and get them out of the way. Like, yeah, if the just, Rockets end up winning the series, then he's going to come out in a cast for the press conference. You I know, hope like not. I like hope just, not. He better not. He punched right, punch Mickey Mouse. I just want to see like I want to see LeBron like take twenty five shots in these games. Like, that just go. Never, like, that I never get, he's got to. He's the point guard and all this stuff. I just want to see him go be dominant because we know he can do it. Like, as good as some of the defenders on Houston are, no one can touch him. Right, like he, if he wants to be overwhelming, he can be overwhelming, and he can do it on both ends. Um, before we end the pod, I do want to play my favorite game: Is he a fraud? And I want to do it just one, just one contestant today. 
that fraudulent contestant, potentially fraudulent contestant, is Anthony Davis, guys. Mm. Is Anthony Davis a fraud? Anthony Davis is nobody's one-on-one killer. That's just straight up and down. That's been proven. That's been borne out over time. He's a guy that needs to be set up. I don't think he's going to, like, be able to attack any particular mix. Like, I'm sure if you get Russ on him or you get a Macklemore on him or you get, you know, the Rockets have some vulnerabilities in their switching scheme. But for the most part, he's not just going to get the ball and dominate P.J. Tucker. That's just not what he does, man. Well, he's the world's best. Here's the other thing. Right. And so what I was going to say is if you're not able to make the guys around you better, which he definitely does on the defensive, uh, but he doesn't do it on the offensive. end. about that on defense? He had a great defensive year, I, but also like when LeBron wasn't on the court, that gar- that defense was garbage. It, it was garbage. good. Like it was like, right. like from 103 to 109. I'll give him the benefit like of the that. doubt. I'll give him I'll give him some credit on the defensive end, but on the offensive end, he doesn't do it. Now, clearly, LeBron is going to handle the majority of that. But in those non-LeBron lineups where you've got AD out there, I'd like to see him be more active as a creator and not necessarily just for himself. Get him in the mid post. Let guys run stuff off of him. I mean, I understand this is going back to the Lakers offense just not being very good. But maybe some of the limitations are because of the role he's being asked to play versus the role he could play. I, I'm just not sure. We need a little bit more. Okay, you so know, wow. is, it, is AD a fraud? AD's not a fraud. AD's not a fraud. He's gonna okay. give. He's. I bet you he'll score thirty something points at least a couple more t- a couple times this series. Yeah. No, he does that in a lot of losses. Uh, <laughs> Trey is AD a fraud? So AD's not a fraud, but we need to stop okay. comparing him to uh, Kevin Garnett. Oh, thank. You. I mean, I've been on this since day one. I'm so sick of this comparison. They're nothing alike. No. They're tall. They're tall. And they're, and they're from tall, Chicago, bro. sort of. KG moved to Chicago yeah, when he was in high school. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah that's they got to stop disrespecting KG like that, though. Right. Don't, don't, don't ever do yeah, KG from, like yeah, that, Yeah, from bro. Chicago. He lived there three months. <laughs> yeah, no, Trey, I'm with you. This whole KG comparison is... It's closer to Marcus Camby than KG, and he's way better than Marcus Camby. There you go. I'm just not. I'm not having it. Dave, fraud or not fraud? Oh. I'm gonna say not a fraud. Jay, I'm say not a fraud. I, listen, were you, were you could he do more? Yes. Yeah, that is. That, that did sound a little hesitant. <laughs> I was. I I think you could still be uh, like a really good number two guy without being a fraud. Jay, can AD be the best player on a championship team? I don't. Not think unless so. he takes a leap that we haven't seen yet. Jay, is AD a fraud? No, he's not a fraud, and he doesn't have to be the best player on a championship That's true. team. I, I do think that for him, three years. this series, to me, he needs to get free throws. He needs to get offensive rebounds. He needs to kill their switches. He needs to do all that dirty stuff. That, like, That's how he's going to destroy the Rockets is by doing all that stuff. Yeah, it's, crash, it's crashing the boards, getting Tucker. the garbage buckets, drawing yeah. fouls. It's not going to be. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. He's got to get to the It's not going to be line. these cute step back. No, get that out of here. Is is gonna be doing the dirty stuff, and I think they got they need to play him and Howard more. That's what that's just what I believe. I just think that's that's how they're gonna punish them. That's how they're gonna get all the offensive rebounds. That's how the, I think they're gonna win this matchup. Is actually like embracing their strengths here. Remember when this Warriors media tried to look, make us think that Javale McGee was a thing? It was just Ethan Sherwood because he could play with else. the four best players. In the, yeah, that's true. It was just that. I think it was a little bit of Tim. He's like, look, he would play more, but he's got asthma. 
I'm like, what yeah. is the problem for an NBA guy? <laughs> JaVale's <laughs> Javel. <laughs> got multiple okay. championships, okay. guys. I think that's that's All our right. cue. That's that's the that's the clue. Uh, and by the way, AD's 100% fraud. But we have time to explain that right now, so we'll have to do that next week when we take our victory lap on the Miami Heat. Make sure you subscribe to the Athletic. Check out uh, all the other shows. We got tampering this week. We got hoops adjacent. We got point of contention. We got nerdy she wrote to round out the week. Make sure you check out no dunks. All the team shows. Click follow. Use the comment section. All that good stuff. Subscribe to the Athletic and make sure you uh, you keep reading all that coverage. And we got a cool new thing coming out that I just realized I can't talk about yet. So uh, I don't know. It's like a week and then we can talk about that. But uh, for Jay King, Dave DeFore, Trevon Edwards, Wazi Lambre, Andrew Schleck, I'm Zach Harper. Thanks for listening to The Athletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.